0: all right guys uh welcome to episode two of when and the hopeless today's topic is going to be mental health and you know everything that is associated with that and however the conversation flows excuse us if we weren't the most prepared this time it's been a long holiday weekend so we're just gonna jump right into it uh you know same returning people we got x we're missing wes he's unable to find a a headphone with mike so um uh, why we were probably going to start a GoFundMe for West to get him a headphone <laughs> alright so anyway uh, X is probably the most strongest person that feels very st- super strongly sorry about uh, mental health so I'm going to start with him and just see what goes what happens
1: well right, um, yeah like what I was going to say is, is I'm just glad that you know we're, we're starting off this episode talking about mental health especially because it is Mental Health Awareness Month Um, And I just feel like people so often associate um, mental health with, like, bad things instead of, like, uh, talking about (laughs) some of the good things that we can get from mental health and, like, practicing things like self-care. So, I What is your definition of self-care? My personal definition... I think everybody has their own different definition, but my personal definition is doing little... um, Little self-reminders, you know, of why you're still here and um, little self-reminders that keeps you going, you know, Um, with me personally, um, because mental health is something that I struggle with myself, dealing with depression and all types of stuff like that. But like this year, like recently, um, and it was really weird, like right around my birthday because my birthday was like two weeks ago, um, I started feeling like really good. I don't know what it is, and I think um, one of the things was is because I entered, like, this, this solitude where I was just, like, to myself, um, okay. and I needed to, I guess I needed that time, like, just to myself to, like, really figure out what the hell was going on with me.
0: So uh, when you say to yourself, like, do you say, like, you, like, you did, excuse me, like a social media cleanse or anything like that, or was
1: it just uh, you just taking time for yourself out of the day and... Well, I uh, I went on a social media cleanse. I don't know if y'all remember, but I went on a social media cleanse back in November where I just, like, cut off all my social media, and I didn't really come back fully, fully until, like, the new year, like, January. But um, when I'm talking about, like, solitude and, like, to myself, I'm talking about, like, just, you know, I confined it within myself. Like, I just kind of cut off. I wasn't really going out a lot. I was staying in and really examining myself because I realized that something was off. Um, like my entire 25th year, I felt off, like not in balance. Um, and it was just really, it was a really dark period for me.
0: Um, was there anything that triggered it or set it off or was it just kind of like a wave of sadness?
1: Well, I mean, it's not, It, it it's a wave. Like it, it comes and then it goes. Like one minute I feel like I'm good and then the next I'm just kind of like all over the place. But I've yeah always kind of like been that way like for like some years now and I think when I first when I really realized it was back in 2013 but I didn't really start taking the steps that I needed to take to like really you know get myself together until like a year or two ago which is crazy so yeah
2: and I can (laughs) um what do you I can uh, definitely uh, feel you at the part where you say, um, "like waves," you know. You don't really know what's going on, um, and definitely finding happiness and being alone. Like I feel like some people get so caught up in um, having people around them, they're not happy unless they, you know, with somebody. Being alone isn't like a good thing for them, and I definitely think that finding happiness with in yourself, and just being by yourself is definitely something that people will need to work on.
0: So are you saying, are you agreeing with the fact that, like, your, I guess your method to cope when you are feeling sad is to just isolate yourself?
2: No, I'm not, I'm not saying that that is, like, you know, <laughs> what you should do. Everyone's different, Everyone uh, does something different, um, but... I mean, no one, no one is the same. So no one's going to have the exact, yeah, if you're feeling bad, you know, you need to be by yourself. But I do think it is something that people need to practice more often is finding happiness within themselves instead of trying to find exception within others or just having to have people around all the time.
0: She meant acceptance, y'all.
2: Shut up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, like, I think Natalie hit the nail on the head, like, I'm not, I guess what works for me probably isn't going to work for everybody. And I'm not speaking like for the masses. I'm just talking about myself, you know, because we all got different experiences. We all handle different traumas and different things differently. You know what I'm saying? But for me, it was about really just finding it within myself because there came a point in time in my life when I like looked around and I literally, I had a lot of people around me, but I felt like I had nobody really around me. And I had to really, like, get down and, like, figure out what was the deal with that. Like, why did I feel that way? What was I looking for? And when it really came down to it, I felt like, for me, I was looking for, like, validation in other ways. Which is weird hearing me say that. Because, like, like, when a lot of people, like, look at me, like, they would never guess that, oh, X is that dude that, you know, is looking for validation for people. But I think what it was is because there was just an image in my head that I couldn't be. So I wanted to be other things. Like I wanted to be the good person that was, you know, always there, that was always doing this and that. At the expense, So do you feel like that
0: played into your sadness? That you felt like you know you always had to be that strong person because that's the persona that people perceive you as. I mean, you think that was an added stress.
1: I think it was. It, I think it was a lot of things that kind of played a factor in me being just like sad. But I'm talking as far as like right now. I had to figure out. I had to really get back to what what's going on and what's around me and why do I feel that way um and so yeah like to answer your question there's a lot of things that added up to that but i think when it comes down to it is it when we're talking about self-care and self-love like that's something that you really really got to get into like you really got to like examine that because not everybody has that you know that love but we're all born with that you know we're all born with that within us and whether and when people go and try to find it in somebody else. You know, you're looking for this in somebody or you're looking for that love within somebody. You're never going to be happy until you find it within yourself
2: first. Yeah, honestly. And I just want to say, like, I'm going to put it out there. Like, depression is real. Anxiety is real. All these, like, mental health issues that I feel like people can just look at someone and be like, oh, they just whining. Oh, they just crying. Ain't nothing really wrong with them. It is a real thing and um I think that people kinda get um, embarrassed about it and behind it and I'll make that's excuse why... myself
0: real quick, my bad. What? I'll excuse myself real quick, sorry.
2: Okay. Um but you have to you have to be able to speak on it and I think that it's just hard for a lot of people to just be honest with themselves and with others. I'm not saying you have to like we got to the whole world and be like, hey, y'all, I'm depressed. Um, mm-hmm. But you have to, whether it's with a family member, a close friend, or honestly speaking, going to see somebody professional, uh, I think that it's important for people to be able to identify that and be able to handle it. And me personally speaking, um, I actually started seeing a therapist last year i want to say um yeah and it was honestly one of the best and hardest things that i ever did honestly um hardest because if you're gonna go seek out help or you know just go to someone you have to be able to be a hundred percent honest with them because if you're not a hundred percent honest with them you're not being a hundred percent honest with yourself and you're gonna get nowhere And honestly, the first couple of sessions, it was it kind of didn't really get anywhere, but also because I couldn't really identify what was what was interrupting my happiness. You know? Um, Mm. There's like a whole I mean, we've been living our whole lives, you know? There's a million things that's happened to us since day one. Um, And you just everywhere with it, but I realized that I wasn't being 100% honest. And part of the reason is because I didn't want to be per- perceived as the um, as the bad guy, you know, the one who was wrong. Mm-mm. I was kind of comfortable with being the victim of all the situations that I had. Not to say that um, that I wasn't put in rough situations that did affect me, but there are some situations where I could have done better and I was at fault. And it took <laughs> me a while to actually opening up and being like, this is my downfall um but i definitely 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 recommend going to see somebody there's no judgment there's you know it's just open and it's gonna seem weird at first but once you realize like they don't know you you know they're not there to judge you they're not there to you know they really just they're in your best interest so whatever you give them is what is going to help them help you.
1: But you know, it's weird, like, when we're talking about, because I, I, I seeked um, therapy, too, in which I I was real distinct with who I wanted my therapist to be. I was, like, they asked, they were, like, well, you know, I'm finding a the therapist, like, what do you want? And I told them, I was, like, I need a Black therapist, period, point blank. <laughs> like, I need my therapist to be Black, I need that experience because there's just a lot of experiences yeah. or a lot of things that I want to And there's some things that you about.
2: can't really explain to someone who can't really um relate, relate to, you. you know.
1: That's yeah. what I'm saying. So, but at the same time, like when we're talking about therapy, luckily for me, I get that luxury to do that, but when we're talking about a lot of like people of color, like primarily, like we can't afford, you know, going to a therapist or seeing things like that. A lot of us can't, which is unfortunate when it comes to like mental health than, like, getting the care that you need. So when people come up with this facade of, like, oh, well, you know, just man up or, like, get over it or do this and that, you know, I think that all plays a factor yeah, into and it because a lot of us... definitely an issue as yeah. well
2: is that people, you know, like, oh, you okay, oh, you fine, you know, you just whining or one attention. This is definitely a real thing.
1: It's just, it's crazy, like, when you, like, think of all of those, like, factors into the things that you um when it comes to like mental health um but i think that when you (laughs) talk to people and you open up dialogue it kind of i wouldn't say normalizes but it makes you a little bit more comfortable to know that there's somebody out there that may be struggling just as well as you are and it just kind of like i guess evens out the playing field and i think that's what like we should be working on is making you know talking about things like this a little bit more easier and a little bit more you know um i guess like just easier to talk about because i feel like within our community and when i say our community i'm speaking on like black people and you know people of color it's just not something we just now started talking about all right we need to start checking for our mental health um i think like for me like one of the things that i remember i was talking i was telling some people this back in the day Like, I used to be really big into, like, the Black Lives Matter stuff. Like, I was really, like, into that (laughs) because I was just like, man, this is, like, messed up. And it wasn't like it was something new to me because my mother always told me, like, you know, things like this is happening in the world. People are doing this. It was just, there was just a period of time, and I don't know if y'all remember, but there was just, like, a period of time where, like, it was, like, every, it seemed like every other week it was just like a video it was just like this an article somebody dying this and that and it was just a weird period for me because it was just all like in my face and then I guess what really kind of like triggered me was the reaction you know because in my mind I'm watching you know this kid get gunned down in the video and I can empathize I can immediately feel sadness for that family member for that person and just you know feel Mm that but then, you know, around, you know, you have people, you know, making excuses, saying this and that, or whether well, they should have did this. And it kind of made it feel like, well, damn, this ain't a human being that's in this video. And um, for me, that was just like kind of like a regular thing. So it, I kind of got used to seeing that, seeing those images. And I think a part of that kind of took a, took a toll on my mental health as well. Because it was just like, I was always, and I mean, when I say always, I was always seeing the videos. I always knew about it. And it was just like, damn. Like, I just kind of desensitized myself to that stuff. And it just came a point in time where I was just like, I ain't gonna watch no more, you know, videos Mm -hmm. where it's showing people getting gunned down and killed in literally the last moments of their lives. Like, I'm not doing it. I refuse to do it because I just feel like that's a sacred moment. And I feel like people should not, we we're not we're not open
2: yeah um but at the same time like at, like as, you know we know everyone it affects everybody differently but at the same time like even though i don't want to see this stuff i feel like for some people they needed to kind of get exposed to some of that because a lot of people are blind to what's really happening out there you know
1: true so that is true and that's one of the reasons why i don't really like Jeff- you know it is like as a personal choice for me like, I just don't do it. Just like with the Nipsey thing, when Nipsey's video, like, came out and him being shot and killed, I didn't watch that either. Because I just feel away about that stuff. Like, it's just like, I don't need to see it to know that it's real. But I understand that there's people out there that need to see these things to believe it. But for me, I just felt like I was seeing so much of it. And I feel like that's what kind of took me down a dark, <laughs> a real dark path um, that I feel like just now to this day, I'm starting <laughs> to, like, really, like, come back from, which is... Interesting in itself.
2: Y'all got anything to uh, speak on as far as this topic? B. Oh, he's still gone. I I know.
1: Yeah, he stepped out. But I mean, like I said, I think what we really the takeaway really should be with this episode, though, is ways of like not just. nobody just literally wants no. to talk about depression or like you know their anxiety and stuff like that we really want to highlight in all of this is just like to okay the conversation to talk about it and also to practice self-care whether it be you know you playing your games whether it be you hooping whether it be taking you know, time out of your-, your
2: day your week your month your yes. year, at least something that makes you happy
0: Hey, hey, can I chime in for a second, guys?
2: Go ahead. Yes,
0: because yeah, it's like BJ—he been back, but he can't talk for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> so he's texting me, <laughs> saying, "Can you hear me?" Because you feel like we're talking over him, but we're not. We just no, don't hear we him. Not be. I don't know how he can fix technical this. technical issues. Yeah, he just <laughs> texted me and said, "Fuck y'all." Okay.
2: <laughs> 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 this is going well yeah (laughs) um just speaking on like (laughs) self-love and self-care like (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) we got a podcast with no host guys
2: no man he will be all right (laughs) but um really like i said it's just taking time whatever time you can find in your life to do something that makes you happy um Definitely working, working, working. I feel like people, you know, when they get situated in a job and, you know, stable that work, work, work is kind of like the concept, you know, work for what you want, work for what you need, build, build, build. And sometimes with all that, they kind of get lost with actually like really like just taking care of themselves. And I kind of discussed this with my sister because my sister, she um, she works a job that literally has her out all day. And uh, she has moved up in her company and she's in a position where now she's overseeing other people, which I already know within itself, like not having to just deal with you, but be responsible for other people and how good they're doing and making sure that they're also excelling with you is a hard job within itself. And, you know, she, you know, started slacking on eating healthy, physical exercise and just doing stuff that. Brought her joy in general. And I was like, listen, don't overcommit yourself to anything right now. I know in your mind, you're like, you know, I'm not happy. I want to do stuff that makes me happy. That's, that's a good mindset to have, but baby step it. Because I feel like trying to overcommit yourself and saying, hey, I'm going to go to the gym every day, or I'm going to do this every bi weekly or weekly or whatever, like it can kind of get overwhelming. And then when you find yourself failing, it can be you know, just take a toll on you, that you're not doing yeah. what you wanted to do. So, I was like... I'm... Yeah,
1: I know. Go ahead. I know, I, de- I dealt with some stuff like that, too. Like, um, like I said earlier, you know, I've been dealing with it for a while, but it was easier, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, with, like, to just throw yourself in your work, because mm-hmm. with my job, it's so, like, you could easily just get overwhelmed with work. So... I was just working, 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 working and to the point where it was just like, you know like you said, like what you had to tell your sister like, bro, like what are you doing? Like, are you really paying attention to yourself? Because away- along the way, somewhere along the way you're losing yourself. Yeah, I
0: think that's important that you can't lose yourself when you're going through things. Keep
2: back, y'all. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm Welcome fucking back. back. I'm back.
0: back. Yes, it's me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Welcome back.
0: Pop that fucking Zinzu Zin bean and here I am. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so how many beers
1: <laughs> yeah what are we drinking on i'm drinking on this water i you know? though but that shit delicious no. <laughs> i'm drinking on this water this h2o yeah. but
0: but i heard everything everyone said um i was trying to add my two cents but i was dead so uh now that i'm back um yeah everything else touched on is pretty much exactly how i feel uh but, I mean, I think should we try to identify some triggers in society and things like that? Um, I I mean... I feel like we're giving a lot of to personal Identify
1: experience. triggers. Well, I mean, I guess because it is a personal thing, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to speak on anything that may be for somebody else because I can't do that. I can't tell somebody else's story. But you never know what people may get from your story. You yeah. Know? Ooh, I mean, if I you want to
2: kind of like branch off, I mean, there's plenty of like just to kind of lead in a certain direction. Artists that are open and very vocal about what they go through and who put out things that kind of help people cope with it. I hope,
0: I hope you're um, not talking about logic. Oh
2: my God, relax.
0: <laughs> are you talking about logic? I
2: mean, there's a bunch of people.
0: <laughs> nah, but, name them. Okay, name them for, then. What's their name?
2: One, I personally like Kid Cudi and his music and we all know that Kid Cudi yep. okay. is right. someone Good save. who Thank you. <laughs> but <laughs> we all know that he's someone who personally has dealt with it and has been open with it, and you know and he did get
0: shitted on when he did come out. A lot of people were like, "Yeah, know,
2: and that's
0: being real."
1: Yeah, Drake. To be all honest. right, we
0: Drake. Wow, friend of the show. Yeah, of the
1: show. <laughs> you know, sorry. Right. Sure, <laughs> yeah, thank God. Um, you know what's crazy though? Like when we're talking about artists, like today. I don't know whether it's because I knew th- this episode, we were doing this episode, but today at work, like, all I was listening to was Mac Miller. Mm. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, it, it's emotional, but in the sense, like, especially when you listen to Swimming, which was his last album, you know, Pride to his Death, the last one that he did. Um, and his opening track, to me, is just, like, one of the most hidden songs, like, where it's just, like, it's it's really defining, like, a moment for him and where he was at. And um, to quote him, he was saying, he was like, I was drowning, but now I'm swimming, you know, through stressful times to relief. And it's just kind of crazy to see, you know, that ultimately how he ended up going out, but um, his music and how it's going to live on to tell a story and how um, it can influence people. And I tell people all the time, like, music is powerful.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Music is an art. And it's extremely powerful. It is. It is. Um, it's just weird. I mean, because music is an outlet for a
0: lot of people. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people, you know, you guys are talking about. You know, you kind of like self isolate, kind of reflect within yourself. A lot of people turn to music to get over their issues. Same thing with like any kind of like yeah, like creative
2: outlets.
0: Yeah, painting, rapping, Mm -hmm. uh, anything Mm -hmm. like that. Writing, dancing.
2: Yep. exactly
0: like there's power in
1: the art man Mm -hmm. it's just power in the art like and that's why i I mean that's why i get a little bit more like serious about it i don't know whether it's because i've always been into it it's never like even when i was younger like i've always been into like the music and all of that stuff but you know it goes bigger than that it's just the art and the, the freedom that people and the vulnerability that people get to tell their story about what they're going through at that time, be it that they're mad, if they're sad, or just their mental health, and a lot of the artists that we just talked about, they they had that vulnerability to tell their story and to put it out there. And people like me or like you can identify with that stuff. And that's what I was saying. Like, you know, it's not about telling, you know, somebody else's story. It's about telling your story. And maybe, just maybe somebody out there is gonna be able to identify with you. And that's the beauty in that too. Yeah. There's the beauty in the music. And there's a beauty and legacy and and leaving that behind and leaving those moments behind that people can reference and be like, damn, I've been there too. Yeah. Or damn, I'm right there. You know, I'm right at this moment. I'm on the edge, but you know, this song like really took me there. And I'll always, 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 always until the day I die reference J. Cole's Love Yours oh, yeah. because when that album dropped in twenty fourteen, <laughs> I was in a dark period, just didn't know at that time yet. And then in twenty fifteen, when the song I had saw him perform it at the Jazz Fest in New Orleans, and Age. it literally like changed my my life, bro. And it literally was a moment for me. Um and that's just how powerful like lyrics can be, lyricism is, and music can be. Um, that's one reason why J. Cole is one of my favorite rappers of all time because of that moment alone that I had with his music and with that song directly. All right, while we're on the topic um, of J. Cole, did y'all hear his new track with uh yes. you yes, went in on it and I
2: loved his portion. <laughs> his portion. I, I, loved,
0: I, loved the... I loved his portion.
2: <laughs> <laughs> His little contribute to it was really
0: good. Was it a big portion or was it a small portion?
2: I think it was big. Oh, it was a it was. I think it kind of made, made helped make. Yeah. The song. Well, I mean, I, think, but I feel
1: like I'm a little biased though because I don't really, I don't really. I mean, sometimes like Young Thug hits, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. For me, it's kind of I'm like not going to you or do or this. I live in Atlanta. I mean, it is what it is, fam. I'm sorry, I'm not I'm saying he's bad, facts, but
2: from... if I had to pick. Um, it would be J Cole. Like well, he I've definitely, in the, I mean, J Cole definitely. Say, like he definitely made that track. Like and, and, and
1: Travis Scott's verse. Yes, yeah, Travis and Scott's, Scott's, Scott's verse. Scott we gotta give him.
2: Lovely. I love the way he just like.
0: I like your adjectives.
2: Thank you, Barrett. Goddamn. <laughs> <Your laughs> adjectives on point <sighs> No,
1: I, yo, I feel like Travis Scott really brought it on the verse. Everybody, brought it. You know, except I mean, Young Thug, it is what it is.
0: Yeah,
1: Young Thug yeah. is gonna. get I, like I would like to politely remind you know, that it is song. his song. It is his song. <laughs> but there's you know, a reason why he you has
0: can J-Cole be bodied over. on your own
1: song. Oh, okay. And that was a mistake.
0: Yeah,
2: he, he should have went first. first and J Cole should have closed. J Cole really like.
1: Yeah, J Cole should have closed that track because he killed that.
0: Killed. That. All right. Well, that's the second feature. J Cole killed. Well, he's taken over two songs in my opinion. He also took over the um. Which I'm gonna call it. There's the uh, Ty Dollar song. I don't know if y'all have you heard, got a chance to listen to it. I got this shit downloaded, I haven't listened to it.
2: So, either. what is the I
0: personally don't like it? Go ahead. No, I, definitely, <laughs> I don't like it. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> it's called it's called purple, or something, yeah, purple emoji. Yeah, I don't think yeah, I've heard that is.
2: one either. Um, but what is However, the beef behind uh, well, not the beef, but the whole. Behind J. Cole doing features or even being like,
0: he's always better on the feature than he is on his actual Mm -hmm. song. That's what the argument is. I'm not agreeing agreeing with it. like, first of all, no (laughs) at
2: all. (laughs) What J. Cole go hard whether it's on somebody else's track or his own. Period.
1: And that's facts, but you know, I. I could be biased. I told y'all he's my favorite rapper. Yeah, I feel you like told some. You told us that hear you didn't like some of songs.
2: That they're on. <laughs> and that's what he does. No, I
1: just said like when you are on your song, and then you're on a feature with J Cole, there has to be a balance. You got to That's just like getting on a a, a feature with uh, Kendrick Lamar. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to know that you got to bring it because he's. They're gonna kill it. Well, kill maybe it. in his niche,
0: he did bring and it. Maybe he thought it's he killed not, it. Maybe it not it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe in his niche, he did kill it. It's just that that's not your niche, therefore, you didn't like it.
1: I don't know. I heard that there's a the Baby and uh J. Cole unreleased song somewhere around there, and I'm actually curious <laughs> to hear what that sounds like because I, in my mind, I can't fathom it. But I'm just trying to is that I'm because you're also
0: not a fan of babies?
1: Mm-hmm. No, actually, I like it.
0: <laughs> All right, just making sure. I'm trying to create a beef. You know?
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. I ain't got there's no beef with Young Thug or his fans. I mean, you may be a fan of his music, whatever. Hey,
0: we're gonna echo that sentiment again, uh <laughs> where is no stat- static with Young Thug. I love you. No home <laughs> Uh keep making music. I enjoy it. X doesn't, but he doesn't live here, so... That's not what I
1: said. I said he's a hit or miss for me, personally. person. Oh, he's a hit or miss. But,
0: so you should, you know I
1: saying, from the mean, but on? that's
2: just, like, how some people feel about J. Cole, you know? It's a hit or miss for them. Sure. So, everyone's entitled. Ooh. You know,
0: some
1: people some
0: people, everyone's entitled.
2: some people K-Rob, what about you?
0: As far as... I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so where are you? <laughs> Man,
0: traveling all day. I told y'all. Hold on. What was the question?
2: How do you feel on, like, oh. the whole uh, J. Cole or other dude? Oh.
0: Other <laughs> dude. Oh, uh-huh. I mean, Cole top. We're not going to do this. To me, uh, Cole top dog right now. So, I mean, yes. either you going to respect it or cold neglect it. Cole top dog? Yeah, definitely. Oh, okay. Definitely. You B, do how do you
2: not – what is your – I want to know your perspective on this.
0: Right. Like, uh, what exactly do you want to know?
2: Why like you don't think like he's advocate. top dog because apparently you don't think like he's
0: in the running. I didn't say he's not in the running, you put that word okay, in my mouth. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I just <laughs> said he, I don't think he is the top. I mean, I'm not saying he's not top tier, he definitely is, but there's a top dog and you must bow down, there.
2: which is, I mean, who, is that? That?
0: Feel about who is
1: that? It. I mean, he will not be named. <laughs> I don't gotta say nothing,
2: about you.
0: no, please, please name. <laughs> Go ahead and name
1: them. Yeah, please, please name them. Because if you say Drake, fam, um, I you cannot. I mean, I ain't gotta say it. You're oh coach. my god, it's Drake, y'all. Oh, so it's this you know Drake. he with wow. yeah. you, literally. Did you listen to Scorpion? Both.
0: Albums. All right, we're not gonna talk about Scorpion, man. Right. <laughs> oh my god, i okay, talking talk about you know. Project, if you want, if we want to talk consistency and you know all that, you got to give it to Drake, regardless of how you
1: feel. Uh. What are we yeah, talking about? Inconsistency. Are you talking about numbers or are we talking mm. about quality in bars and in context of an album? Yeah, you definitely got to play. we ain't talking
0: numbers, but what are we talking about? That's what I'm talking about. To be the GOAT, you need to encompass all that and he's hit every checkpoint. No,
1: because he ain't hit that checkpoint. A lot of his what, stuff is a they, playlist of radio hits.
0: It's a playlist. Okay. I mean, I mean, now, you want to give let's, examples let's, or you just going to talk?
1: No, okay, I'm going to give examples and I'm going to just go. explore. Well, let's explore J. Cole for a moment because, you know, I feel like J. Cole was in his prime you know, 2014, four drive. Okay. And then we have, um, for your eyes mm-hmm. only, which was definitely a love letter to his, um, homeboy that eventually passed away his
0: daughter. Some, some people would argue that his prime was before, uh, 2014.
1: People can say that, but I feel like his most successful moment in his career was right then and there. That's when okay. it was like solidified that. for him. Um, You know, it it is what it is. I mean, even I'm a fan and I can admit that. But even then, growing from Four Year Eyes Only, and I know a lot of people didn't really enjoy that track. I personally loved it because it was a personal piece from him. But then moving for that, you got KOD, which is Kids on Drugs, which is a whole concept on just like drugs and the era that we're in and of rap and how that is the thing and the time right now and how some people are using that. Again, touching on mental health. Yeah. Some people are using that to mask and to like um get away from personal issues and really you just need to you need to deal yep. with it. you know well you I feel like a, a lot of music trauma. these
0: days are kinda of like emo music like people like Juice World just for an example they I feel like they play on the whole like life is depressing.
1: Let's So let's do drugs. Let's sit in the dark and and do drugs. At home. And do drugs. <laughs> Which yeah. I mean to each each his own you know nobody's saying and I know a lot of people had issues with um on KOD when J. Cole was telling people you know you don't need to you don't need to medicate you need to meditate and you know a lot of people took issue with that because it was kind of like bro like you can't tell somebody how to handle you know their mental health and which I can agree with you know meditation ain't for everybody it's working for me but it's it's not for everybody, so you can't really tell everybody that. I personally identified with that and I liked it, but I feel like when it comes to like concepts and getting back to Drake, because I'm coming back to his mm-hmm. ass. Yeah, um, yeah, bring that um, circle we're around. Big ass circle. But here we yeah, go. <laughs> you know, we, we gotta bring this <laughs> back around, bro. But when we're getting into concepts of albums, that's just showing J. Cole's growth. He mm-hmm. literally has errors. So are you saying that Drake that
0: has doing. not shown any growth?
1: No. I feel like Drake has been consistent since views and I'm going to be real. And that's, and I'm going to stand by that. Yep, <laughs> I'm going to stand by that statement. When I'm thinking yep. about it, views. I see. Oh, okay. Views in. I just like still, the way you said you
2: up.
1: Okay. Yep, yep. Straight <laughs> like that. Like, I just, I just feel like he's been very stagnant since views. He's been the same dude well, I feel speaking like he, in a Jamaican, a fake-ass Jamaican accent. Fake-ass Jamaican accent. All right. Here we go. You know, All I right, can't so, wait, especially if uh, the Raptors win. Oh, he's really is about to be all over his damn. I house. need that album. I, so, um, I need that <laughs> album. I, I can feel it.
0: I can feel it. Thank you. So the way I feel about it, I feel like maybe the music has slacked off. I'm not going to say that I've been a fan of his latest projects, but I feel what? like he's focusing on, you know, a bigger anything. picture. I feel like he's parlayed himself into something more than just music. He bought that. He just bought that, uh, you know, private <clears> plane. <throat> I can't even call it a jet because that's not a jet. That's a plane. Um, so
1: is that like a you know a different venture for himself or like just as a business venture like you would say like a rihanna who's taking a break from music and she's doing like her makeup thing and well it says she fashion. just announced
0: her album it's going to be called r7 or something like that and, no that's not um, the name
1: of it that's just what she calls it i like, like it. r7 I, I R6, she could keep it like R8.
0: that r7 um but yeah something like that i mean i feel like a lot of the things Drake does he doesn't it doesn't come out until a little bit later he kinda of moves in the darkness and then when everything's set up, then he'll announce it. And that's kinda like of what I like. So,
1: like. you know, push a T. Alright, so we're
0: gonna do that. <laughs> hey, Natalie, <laughs> come up with another adjective uh adjective, <laughs> right? Chill. Um I don't know, I just like the way he moves. I mean, it's very similar to Hope, I think. He I think he's taking a lot of lessons from Hope. Uh, yeah, wow.
1: That. Yeah. That's a that's a real big statement.
0: All right. Hey, yeah, I'm I'm gonna stand by it. I'm on the motherfucking cliff, I'll jump.
2: Yep. Of course, it's jerk. Um,
1: yep.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to yep. keep doing this yeah. on the podcast.
2: Right
0: here. If y'all want right. to smoke. <laughs> um, I mean, but like when you did, since you have brought up Pusha T, uh, you know, recently I went back and listened to Free Smoke, and I really can't take it seriously, because when the smoke was provided, he uh, fanned it out the door, so... <laughs>
1: I mean, I, mean, I, I just I like know you great. saw that interview. I know you saw that interview with that he gave on um in LeBron show or whatever, and he felt personally attacked. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, bro, that's where I come in. Like I, I do understand that there's certain places that you don't go. There's certain places that you know is off limits to certain and he people, took it right? there <laughs> At the same time, at the same time. You're in an industry of hip hop where they take it, there. Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, so what do you suggest? He should have. So, there, you
0: man. think he should have came back with bars?
1: I think he should have put it on wax, just like I say, everything, just like I said about Cardi B when she was pressed about Nicki Minaj. You doing
0: all oh, this? Oh boy,
1: put that shit on. wax. I don't feel but like we to. already oh, know boy. how that goes, but are we gonna turn Drake, this episode into no, this? We're, not, into we're this? not going, we're not, oh, going we could do, we can we're, do we're it. I'm ready. No, I'm just saying, bro. I'm just saying I would have preferred for him to put it on wax, but we kind of already knew that it was over. We knew it was over when Pusha T said it's a surgical summer and he can go all day. When he said that, I knew right then and there. If I was Drake's manager, I would have been like, "No, you got to end this, bro. We're not doing this. You're trying to release an album in June. This, that's not going to work, fam. Because this ain't publicity at this point. This is embarrassing. It was. Oh,
0: that's what it I mean. Said. Oh,
2: they, oh. I mean, okay. he put out some crucial, some crucial. And uh,
1: that turned out to be true.
0: I just you want y'all to know that I'm like making a Christmas list and you're not on. That's I
1: didn't get none now, last to I just want evening. you to know. I just want you to know that I ain't forgot that Drake was in blackface <laughs> at all. Oh my I forgot his for what for
2: what blackface. was it? Some artistic photo
1: shoot? I have know? no idea talking about some shit that he has no direct <laughs> correlation then, uh, it's
0: with. It's at almost all. it's almost June. Uh, <laughs> One like year weather? later. Do y'all like warm weather? I, I hate warm weather personally. Uh, I love
2: summer, Is this bro. really how you gonna try to... It's a
1: surgical summer. It's a surgical summer.
0: <laughs> oh, that's why I hate summer sometimes. Get, it gets hot. And, surgical know, summer, you can, you can only take off so many clothes before you're in jail. Yeah,
1: that's why... <laughs> you gotta make better decisions. <laughs> better decisions, man.
0: <laughs> I don't appreciate the way y'all talked about Drake. Um... What else happened? I recently? About Drake. How do y'all feel about um, uh, this Disney Plus thing coming out soon? Oh my God. I just got mad at something. But we're not going to go there.
2: No, right. go there. Because you haven't been talking Ooh. and I need to hear you.
0: It's just, I was, wasn't <laughs> that you probably, you're not in the sports, but I just broke at some. Oh my God. <laughs> Are we going to go? Yeah, I just scrolled past something that said Doc Rivers said dun, 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 Kawhi Leonard is the next egg, Michael Jordan. And that shit pissed me off. <laughs> so I just, wait, 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 what? Yeah, come on, come on, on, exactly. on. what you say? Who's the, Who's the next Michael Jordan? the next said Doc Rivers said Kawhi Leonard is the next Michael Jordan. That shit pissed me off. <laughs> Doc Rivers needs to retire. Yeah, that pissed me off. So, he got dementia, obviously. Clearly, his mental
1: health isn't right.
0: He's trying to recruit right now. That's all.
1: You know what's crazy though is, sorry, I'm just thinking about like LeBron. And I mean, for somebody that was you a Maverick. You're like, going to shit man. on LeBron
0: now too? No, this, I'm you, not going to shit gonna on take LeBron. Down I, would the, never, oh, okay. I
2: would never shit but on LeBron. But when he falls, it LeBron. is running <laughs> just
1: saying but Natalie, lebron actually does things for the community yeah so i would never do that you know i would never disrespect a black man that's out here doing work period point blank. you know but i do feel like there was a point in time where i was like where i was hating on lebron it was like blatant hate it where it was just like you know because he was just the player the hate, <laughs> you know it was just like damn here go this dude this is really out here but i just feel like nobody's giving him the credit that he is due. And I'm going to just say that. I'm nah, going to just throw that out there. It's just you. Because I do feel like he needs. Oh, it's just me? Yeah, right. it's
0: just you. LeBron definitely gets his flowers. Uh, I think most of the bad stuff comes when talk about on court. But off court, you can't deny that LeBron's, like, a great role model and a great figure in his community. And this is what any athlete in their community should be doing. And same thing with artists.
2: Yeah, anyone who uh, got the means to do so should be, you know, contributing something.
0: Yeah, like I mean, this is a perfect segue into the uh, the Morehouse thing. You had that billionaire that paid Ooh. off the whole debt at two thousand nineteen. Oh, here we that's go.
1: A, that's a good one.
0: How, how do you feel about that, X?
1: Uh, I feel like that. I <laughs> a part of me was like, damn, you know. I just would love to just be. I I, I would love to know what that feels like. You know, going to college, you're already excited because you're like, damn, I made it you know nobody at their graduation is thinking about the student loans and debt that they're going to be in for like fucking five to eight to ten years that they're going to be paying back nobody yeah nobody's thinking about that shit because you got interest up the ass that you're going to be paying on these damn loans you know you're just celebrating your moment and then to be there and then this man just paid off your damn student loans like bro tell me that shit that must have been like the greatest feeling of all breakdown because that's That's what you're talking about, ever. financial freedom, financial freedom and setting people up and, like, literally, you know, being an example of setting people up and giving them that chance, like, of just that burden, of lifting that burden, like, of I don't have to worry about no student debt. I could literally enter in corporate America and, or my profession or whatever, and not have to worry about the stress. Yeah, that's that. huge. I am just mean, and do what I want to do. Just
0: imagine, like, what it looks like on your credit score, too, that you <laughs> paid off this yes. huge loan in a short amount of time immediately
1: right like just setting people up fam. and i and i saw this weird ass thing this weird ass thing on twitter that i thought was really weird from black people but black people do this often Ooh. um but i mean it is what it is fam you know we Ooh. all fam but we got to call each other out on our bullshit this, that's just that this is but um <laughs> but i saw this weird ass thing where black people were like you know i just think it you know they were like hating And they were like, you know, we all had to go through this. We all had to pay off our student loans, so this and that. And I was like, who the fuck hates on a moment that's just as great as this? This is what we all strive to be, to, like, get to a point where we are at that much financial freedom to where we can, like, set other people up. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like there comes, like, I mean, you know, I love my people. I love black people to death. But there just comes a point in time where we just got to, like, Shut the fuck up sometimes. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. This, this ain't this ain't the this ain't the moment to be up here hating on some shit of a black man literally setting up these other black men with just less things that they have to worry
0: about. Sounds like this a is a moment for, for us to look at that. Episode.
1: Yeah, this just looks like this is a moment where we should just be celebrating this. And it was just really weird. It was some weird shit. Going I mean on I guess that Twitter you know, that some people like, be yeah. salty
2: like it didn't happen to them, but at the same time you gotta be happy for the people that do happen too.
1: Exactly, because it just shows, it's an example of what could be, you know, you just be happy that, you know, somebody else, you've somebody else shine, like, damn, that's good. That's really good that they did that for them.
2: Yeah, and, like, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. No, go
0: on I'm no, good. You're good, no. I
2: don't, I don't really understand how people, like, really be hating on other people shining, or just, like, being able to have that opportunity in general, <laughs> It should definitely be an uplifting moment. And I didn't even know, like, that was, like, that was getting backlash like that, honestly.
1: It was. It was just really weird. Like, people were just talking about that shit. And
2: I, was I mean, like, I know I'm definitely yeah, going to be I like, like, damn, damn it could have been like me, but shit. Yeah, like, everybody. Got yeah. That, like, damn, I wish
1: I could be there. Like, you know, I wish I could. Like I said, like, I wish I would know what that feels like. Like, if I could be there to know what that moment may have felt like. felt like damn you know I wish I could but it's not like on some you know coming from an ill a ill place within me at the same time I'm really like just happy yeah that people are there they're having their moment and they're shining
2: yeah
0: that's a pretty great moment uh do you guys feel like other people should take heed and you know try to do the same things? or
2: I definitely think I- that you should give back in any way you can
0: I feel like the the debt that they do occur in college shouldn't even be a thing in the first place, but that's a whole other conversation.
2: I mean, but in some places they are trying to work (laughs) on, you know, free college and stuff like that.
1: I mean, but like he said, that's a whole other conversation when we're getting into like college and like the funding and financial, you know. Like what the finances, because you know that whole scandal went on with the acceptances and shit like yeah, that. See. And even when we're getting into HBCUs, you know how expen- how expensive it is to even go to an HBCU. You know, well, that's just because they got a more the funding. Or even it's Howard, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's expensive. Like, that shit is expensive. So, like, I mean like Nat said, I think when it comes down to like anybody that has the means, do what you can. Yeah. Ain't nobody saying, Oh, you got a one up to do that just paid yeah. everybody. And it doesn't always know, have to be like a money or... thing.
2: Anything. Your time, your anything like that can help. Seminars. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Agree. And I and I feel like people that like that's people's thing all the time. Like, oh, they can't, you know they not financial themselves. So how they going to help somebody else. And I get that, but it's more than just
0: Sometimes providing money. Your time.
2: Yeah. Any type of volunteering, any type of anything that helps somebody else is you helping. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to give people your money, you give people your time, you know,
1: time is a thing, time is like, a- that people don't even, they don't realize how valuable mm-hmm. it is because it is a currency. And I remember when I was in my acting class in college, you know, my um, acting teacher told me, you know, time, you know, time is such a valuable thing. Yeah, you don't get it back. Like, and you only have so many time, you only have so many like minutes. Mm-hmm. And I tell people that all the time, like, you know, you need to weigh in what you're doing with your time and realize that not every moment is entitled to your time. Not every person is entitled to your time. Yeah. And that that's a real. That's a real big thing. Yeah,
0: it kind of plays back into the mental health thing. You know, giving your energy to everything is going to drain you. Yeah, You need to be very selective at what you your energy to because it all takes a toll. You only have but so much energy a day in, in a lifetime.
1: Yeah. And this is what I'm going to say on the mental health because I'm not really trying to, you know, go back down that bridge and get in, back depressed. But what I will say is like toxic individuals. You got to be able to identify toxic Individuals, because that shit can weigh down on you too, and it's not even necessarily saying like people are like toxic, Which and are like being with them. them. <laughs> this, well, no, no, no. Like, hmm, let me word that differently. It's not like I'm saying that people toxic habits. Certain maybe. people have toxic habits, mm-hmm. and they're probably learning to fix themselves, and you know, dealing with their own shit. But in the midst of dealing with their own shit, they're fucking you up yeah. too. And you got to learn how to combat that. I'm all about this year of negating all toxic behavior. You know, uh, like I, we, we're not trying to do that. We don't need that. We're all about trying to, you know, build each other up because we got enough shit to worry about in 2019. Yeah, I mean, the block button year. works. The
0: block button works. So, I mean, I feel <laughs> like do. a lot so of you people know. don't take advantage of the block button. They just sit there and accept all like the hatred and all that. They let it. They let it in.
2: Yeah. And I feel but like they even, complain
0: about it. But you mm-hmm. have the block button feature. If you are feeling that negatively about something, you can always, you know, step away.
2: Yeah, but even besides just being able to just, like, block somebody because they're hurting you in any type of way, also just being able to have that strength to just bypass it. Because I feel like there are, like, some friendships that I have. Um, and I feel like people can be really just toxic and hateful and things like that. And I learned how to just, you know, bypass it, you know, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that is a feature that you people need to learn how to do. Like, you don't always you can't change somebody, somebody gonna, they're going to have to want to change themselves. And just yeah. because, you know, you want to be negative doesn't mean I have to. Like, I can still fuck with you, but I don't mm-hmm. have to reach down to that level with you you know. And when
1: I'm speaking on like people being toxic, I'm not talking about like somebody that's like negative all the fucking time and you're like, "Damn, like here here this person go." Like I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we're talking about toxic behavior, I'm talking about toxic behavior that affects you directly. Like and I'm talking about people that may be struggling that are mentally abusing people, you know, into like relationships or staying in relationships or um, or certain friendships, you know, that type of toxic behavior. When it gets to the point where it's taking a toll on your mental sanity, that's when you gotta you gotta take a moment to, you know, and not check yourself. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the person
0: that is calling those issues or is it doing it purposely. You know, like you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. It yeah, just some means people are really unaware of what hurt. they're doing, and they exactly. don't realize how hurt they are and how it's seeping out of their spirit their energy.
1: And like I was saying with solitude, sometimes that that really you may you need those those moments where you just need to like draw back for a second and just to like gather yourself because like when it gets deep and shit is falling apart, sometimes that's what you need is to really just evaluate yourself and you also need to surround yourself around people that know you too mm-hmm. that really know you because that can bring you back to who you who you are, yeah. Because I know for me, I was around a whole bunch of people that thought they had me figured out. And I was just sitting here like, nah, nah, that ain't me. Like, you don't know me. And I remember I was talking to my best friend and she was like, you know, the reason why you feel this way is because you're around a whole bunch of people that really don't know you, Xavier. They really don't know you. They think they got you figured out, but they don't know you. And when you have like security like that, where you have people that know you, that love you, that care about you, that that known you from like the bottom where when you were just that little person that you were that humbles you and it takes you back to that place
2: yeah at the same time it's also how much are you willing to let somebody in though true because i mean you can have a whole bunch of friends but not everybody gonna know you on that deep personal level and it's not it's not a bad thing you know i don't think it's bad
0: you should people should be aware of where they are mentally and where their energies at before they start letting people in.
2: So, yeah, I saw a tweet recently and... Um, tweet, tweet? How'd it go? It said...
0: I don't know uh, you read it.
2: Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> BJ, please. <laughs> um, but it was just saying um, what wh- what is it when two people who find themselves in the same detrimental, like, situation they develop a friendship off of that. But instead of growing together, they allow each other to stay in that same place of Ooh. just, and you know what that really like, cause I feel like, I mean, that's right. Right. I feel like a lot of my friendships and then not to say that it's a bad thing is from nah, tag up, finding at? it's finding <laughs> a situation that you can identify with within each other and you see each other's like struggle and you can, uh, you know, relate with that person and you do kind of build a friendship off of that. But at the but same time... Are you a like,
0: friend if you don't have your grow? Yeah,
2: exactly. Um, but, like, I never really looked at it, like, in that perspective before, I don't think, um, until I saw that tweet and I was like, damn. Because it kind of made me kind of realize, you know, the friendships that I've had over the years and where they stem from and how they began and the lack of kind of growth. Like, I feel like And this is many relationships. I mean, people go through some shit and, you know, you connect where you connect. But there have been a lot of relationships where I felt like we still, like, kind of talk about the same shit. And we're just used to it, you know? So it really, and I honestly just saw this tweet, like, the other day. And it really made me just, like, think about that aspect and makes me want to kind of, like, do better within my relationships. Because it is nice to have someone to talk to, you know, just shit talk and, you know, ain't shit all day with. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I never really thought about, you know, the damage that we're doing to each other by allowing each other to just stay there instead of trying to, like, grow from that.
1: I think the beauty, though, in some friendships in, is when you have the balance in both. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have that friend that you can just, you know be chill with we we can talk about dumb shit and chill all day but you also got that friend that will check in on you like you good Mm -hmm. like what's up like you know what's good like to ask those questions like to check in on yeah um I think when it comes to like certain friendships because a lot of like the friendships especially that I have they they started with you know very surface level things but the type of person that I am especially if it's a relationship or anything like that any type of relationship I'm going to it because I'm all in, you know what I'm saying? So I'm a check, like I'm, I'm checking for things, you know, like you good, you know, all of this stuff. And it just comes, it comes with maturity I mm-hmm. think, because I don't think I've always been that way, but I think the person that I've grown into today is the type of person that's always wanting to check. Like is my, my, um, the people that I'm with, that I kick it with, are they mentally there? Are they mentally good? Because, Every so often, we really don't have people that ask those questions like you mm-hmm. do. Or we really don't have people that even care, you know, what the hell is going on up there. You know, we just have this mentality of, oh, I got to get up. I got to go to work. I got to make this shit happen. Yeah. Some kind of way. And I think
2: that also stems back to what we were talking to in the, uh, talking about in the beginning is that it's an uncomfortable sit- like conversation to have. Um, sometimes I feel like... With me, like, I feel like a lot of people, they stuck in their ways. So um, a lot of times I'd be like, I mean, if I ask, they're really not going to say anything anyways. But still making that effort to ask is definitely a big one, whether you know it or not. Um, Not to me, put um... you out or anything. The other day, um, a couple of days ago, you know, you put something out on Twitter. And I was like, should I? He probably okay. He probably just tweeting. And I was like, no, just ask him. You know, make sure he's good. I
1: mean, and you wasn't the only one that asked me. Like, a lot of people, like, asked me um, what was going on. And since we're talking about it, I had tweeted some things, basically. I had said I never felt so worthless ever before. And that was just something that was going on with my job. I had just got chewed the fuck out by my boss. And it was just, like, it was a lot with that. Yeah. I, you know, I then took to my Twitter to just kind of like let. Yeah, happen. like I would let like, it. Um, but even still, when you have friends that are noticing behavior, that's just like, damn, that's triggering. It's just it's good to know that people like check. In. So did it like, feel good? Like those so
2: my question to you is, <laughs> did it feel good or did it feel like kind of annoying that you had multiple people kind of like questioning you?
1: I don't ever look at it as annoying, especially because of what I've been through. I've had a friend or I lost, that I lost to suicide. And at multiple times, I was like, damn, you know, I should probably text him or I should probably check in prior to his death. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Um, so, at any given point, I'm never annoyed when someone is checking in and somebody just wants to know because that is important and that is a step and that's what we all should be doing naturally. It's checking in on each other to make sure that we're good. If we see some shit that is just kind of like, all right, that's a, that's a, I'm making me raise my eyebrow, but we should be doing that yeah. because that's the efforts that it takes. And sometimes that's really all that it takes. It's just that one person. Yeah,
2: to have to cool. kind of know that people care, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, what
0: you guys said said earlier reminded me of a, a saying that somebody had said to me not too long ago. I don't know how long it was, but pretty much it's just that people need to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because life's
1: not always going to be comfortable. Or get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Because it is what it is. I mean, I never have an issue bringing forth the conversation but i know a lot of people do have like they get kind of like i don't know how to like bring this up but for me it ain't nothing for me to ask you like you good him like are you good like are you sure because i'm always here and that's the type of i don't know that's just the foundation that i like to lay down in any type of friendship that i have or relationship that i have
2: yeah
1: i think more people should be like that yeah we should that's the point of this episode today you know so that we can start whoever's listening out there y'all can start those conversations if you're not if you haven't already like reach out to one of those friends and just ask them are they good even if you know you don't have no reason to ask like because sometimes like just hearing it like just knowing that oh damn you know that person That's actually cares about me. Yeah. And even
0: if it isn't a friend, there are a lot of resources out there, a lot of numbers you can call. Um. So don't feel ashamed to, you know, do like a self checkup and
1: just have somebody, you know, just make sure you do it.
2: Yeah.
1: I know we were like hella like hesitant with this episode because yeah. we didn't want it's it to a be like too subject. Damp. And yeah. You don't want to really
2: <laughs> dampen the mood, but it doesn't have to be such a negative thing. I think. Honestly, I feel like everyone goes through depression, whether we admit it or not. You deal with anxiety and depression at least once in your life. Honestly, you're probably dealing with it daily, but it's something that you have to be able to identify and talk about. Period. And also
1: realize when you need yeah. help. And like we said, like with the resources, you know, getting counseling, like some people that may not be accessible to everybody, like not everybody has those benefits and stuff. Like
2: hotlines where you just talk to somebody because I feel like a lot of times, and even still to this day, I still feel uncomfortable with um dumping my problems onto other people, um even my closest friends, which I know they're gonna be there to hear me out and everything like that, but. I do have pride. I do get embarrassed. um, And I don't want to really talk about it sometimes. Um, Even with my mom, which is one of my closest people that I have to me that I do tell a lot of things to. Like, there's certain situations where I don't really want to talk about it. And because of my pride. But definitely finding someone who I could talk to and feel no judgment was definitely... Good. It was. It felt great. Um. After a couple of sessions, it was. I was <laughs> actually able to open up and really just let out all the ugly tears and all the. I don't to be Ooh, to be class. able to say that I don't know, you know, because I felt like I kind of like stepping back to my um counseling session. Um, I went in there with an agenda, kind of like I need to touch on this, 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 and this. This is what's bothering me, and having that agenda it still didn't feel, like, natural until I was able to just kind of be like, you know what, I really don't even know what it is.
1: That's interesting, because when I went into my counseling session, I didn't I didn't have no agenda, because I didn't know where to start. And that's exactly what I told her. But, like, it's interesting, because they make you, like, fill out, well, with mine, she made me fill out, like, like, this little brief thing and they were asking questions about like you know your relationship with your family and your parents and shit like that which was bringing back old traumas Mm -hmm. that I had realized that I hadn't dealt with you know and it was just really like you said that first session is really awkward Mm -hmm. it's really weird it's like damn like I don't know but you just get used to it and I think because I went into it like with the I don't know I don't know what the hell is going on, but I'm here. You know what I'm saying? And we just ended up touching on a lot of things, especially dealing with old traumas and things that I hadn't processed. Yeah. And I think that's what kind of helped me today with getting back to that happiness and finding that love and happiness within myself that we all are born with.
2: Yeah. For me, Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of like a logical person and uh, I try to keep organized and stuff like that. So for me, I was kind of like, all right, well, I know my major some of my major traumas that have happened to me in my lifetime stemming back from childhood. So I was like, all right, so this is how I want to play it out. You know, I was like, all right. Well, when I was a kid, you know, tell them my whole life story. And, you know, I actually went in there like that because they kind of, for me at least, my my counselor, he kind of was like, okay, this is all you. You Mm -hmm. lead me and I chime in on you. So Mm -hmm. with that mentality, I was kind of like, all right, start from the beginning, go to the end. And having that mentality, it really wasn't working for me. And it was frustrating me, like to the point where I was like, why am I even going? I don't feel like nothing's happening. If anything, bringing up all this stuff is making it worse. And I kind of went into there like with the mindset of, okay, I give you this and then you fix it, basically which is not the mindset that you need to <laughs> yeah, have at no. all. Um so actually starting with the um sorry, one second. Actually starting with my current situations is what actually ended up happening. And we you know kind of touch back bases with our um past and things like that, but you definitely have to go in there with like openness
1: open. Just open to the situation, yeah. But even if, like, therapy isn't even, like, an option for some people, I just think just practicing self-care and it's so easier said than done, but I just think that that's just, like, one of the things that I stress the most is self-care and self-love, and you gotta find it. And you can only find it within yourself because it's there.
2: Yeah. It's there. Alright. Well, I hope you
1: guys
0: have enjoyed our little discussion, and uh, we do have a message link that I'll probably uh, send out. Well, just so people can, you know, ask questions
1: and maybe we can answer them. And share, 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 share our podcast, please, 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 please. Follow us on all of it. We'll keep you guys updated. We're trying to record an episode at least once a week. Give you guys some new material. Yeah, everyone, and then also. Yeah, and also let us know. Just let us know the things, any updates that we can do, any changes that you would like. Um, that would be great. I think that would help us out quite a bit.
2: Yeah.
0: Alright. Well, this has been episode two of Planet of the Hopeless, and I hope you guys enjoyed.
1: All right. Peace. Bye.
0: Later.